Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? It is absolutely beautiful in the world today. It's going to be a great day. I hope you got were able to get up and get some nourishment, maybe even do a little workout before you headed on your day. You know, I want to say happy birthday to everybody who was born today and everybody who's been born since January. Uh, hey, and I, and I do want to I do want to talk to those people who seem to be concerned about or dreading uh, that they are going to be thirty or that they're going to be 40, or that they're about to turn 50, woe is me. I want you to ask yourself, what's the alternative? And I think if you think about that, if 30, 40, or 50 is not too bad. So I want you to keep getting older, keep living, and live your best life now. Don't wait. Do it now. Okay. I got an exciting show today. I got a wonderful trainer extraordinaire, Natasha Marie, who's going to join me and talk to us about living healthy and living fit. That's our focus today. <coughs> Excuse me. Before we get started, though, I just got to tell you that I want you to say this affirmation with me that today I will take a big step toward reaching my goals, that all resistance achieving my goals has vanished, gone. I know where I'm going. I only need to supply the action to get there. I free myself from the doubt and the pessimism that keeps me from achieving my goals. Giving up is easy, so I will continue striving for my goals. And I clearly visualize the attainment of my goals. I can see myself doing it. My mind is energized, clear, and focused on the process of my goals. I will get there. I am there. I see myself doing it. And this is going to be a fabulous day. Absolutely fabulous. So I want you to be your best selves all day long. And remember, you can achieve whatever you believe. And what you think and what you do is who you are. So always be your best. Always think your best. And when you run up against an obstacle, knock it out of the way. Go through it, around it. However you can, but keep moving forward. Keep it moving. Okay. Well, I just want to say hello and good morning to my wonderful guest. Uh, full disclosure, she is my personal trainer. I think she <laughs> is absolutely fabulous. And she's going to say, well, when I'm going to train you. So, <laughs> she is absolutely wonderful, uh, has such great spirit, and, um, and she looks fabulous. So, this is Tasha Marie. Hey, Tasha. 
Hi, hello, Carla. So when am I going to train you? <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Man, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, you know, today uh, we're talking about living healthy and and living fit. And this morning I, I got up and I was thinking, why is the weight on my scale different from the one on my driver's license? <laughs> yeah, to think about that. A lot of us may ask ourselves that question. What is the difference? What's the gap there? And I won't say which way the gap is going. <laughs> but, you know, so people want to get fit, uh, but yeah. they're not sure what to do. Uh, they've heard about dieting, not dieting, dieting alone is not enough. Uh, but what did ex- what exercise should they do to lose that gut? You know, they, they want to exercise just to lose their stomach or to build their arms or, you know, to make their legs great or to, to get a better butt. You know, all <laughs> these different things that are going on. And as I was preparing for this segment, one of the things that I, I started to do, and I do this, you know, with all my sicknesses that I look at uh, research. And as I started reading and looking at the research that, that's out there, I also became concerned really about uh, African-Americans. Because um, I, I picked up on a report that was done in 2007, 2017, I'm sorry, uh, by CBS, and it was done in May, that said African-Americans are living longer, the health disparities remain, and that there were high death rates, uh, higher death rates than whites by four years. So they tend to die um, uh, yeah. love quicker. Um but the racial gap, they said, is closing around heart disease and uh, for all causes and de- of death for those uh, age 65 or older as well. Uh, so I thought, wow, why is that happening? You know, and when you look at those who are 20, 30, and 40, they said that they were more likely to die from health concerns or conditions uh, that typically typically occurred in older uh, ages in whites, and they identified health disease, stroke, and diabetes. You know, and I thought, wow, what are we doing to ourselves? You know, what is what is that all about? So I, wa- I want us to talk about that um, because I think we also see that mirrored in the Latin community and the Hispanic community. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also see that mirror. We also beginning to see that I think more and more with our children. So I want to talk about you know those kind of things with you and get your perspective as an expert, a fitness expert and, uh, and personal trainer, and also you know talk about what are some things we should be doing, how do we change that mindset, you know what are things you know that you do uh, in in your okay. work and what you've seen and. Uh, if we could start out by uh, what I'd like to do right now is just kind of get your story, uh, Natasha, okay. and um, give us some background about you and and how you and what your journey is from living healthy and living fit. So um, I'm a single mother of two. Uh, obviously, we all know I'm a personal trainer. Um, I did eight years in the Navy as well. 
Um, when everybody hears that, they automatically think that I was really fit and I was not. I was a cardio queen. Um, those people who go to the gym and put in hours and hours of cardio and I actually dropped down to a size zero, but it was very sickly. It was unhealthy. I was eating maybe 600 calories a day at one point and wow. burning over 2000. Wow. Um, and everybody thought I was healthy because I had dropped the weight after having a kid so fast. The reality was I was reading a bunch of stuff, going on social media, seeing what these people did and like kind of following that without doing actual research. Um, mm. After having my second child, which was after I got out of the Navy, I found myself teetering at 265 pounds. Now I'm five seven and on average I weigh about 150 to 160. I'm a curvy female so that's a pretty good weight for me but 265 was just something I didn't touch before I was extremely uh-huh. depressed and um it was just difficult to even start you know like to give up food and give up these things that I kept saying I loved so much but they were just my comfort zones and I just okay. didn't want to change mm. you know so I started going to the gym and little by little the weight started dropping between having two kids, going to school to get certified, and um, prepping for a competition, so a bikini competition. I ended up losing all the weight within, like, six months. Okay. And I dropped down to about 137, which was my stage weight. And okay. I finished, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was 14th out of 44 for my first show, which was amazing. Um, and since then, I've just been trying to give people what I gave myself, which is really self-love. So it's not so much the weight loss. It's learning how to love yourself enough to give yourself your health back, you know, and give yourself those years back that you're taking away with food and just like malnutrition and not working out and not exercising at all. Yeah. So, Uh, You mentioned that as you were doing that, I mean, you you had a specific goal, I think, or drive, right? That made you you want to do that. My children, you know, Uh. um, my children looking at looking at pictures. I just didn't feel confident. I, I was hiding. I was smiling. I was always behind pictures. I was always the one taking the pictures. Um, And I think that I went to run after my son one day and, you know, I was 27 and I was out of breath and I was Uh, like, wow, like, why am I out of breath right now? (laughs) Like running after my son, I'm 27 years old. I was in the Navy and it was just like, I, and it's like everybody else, like it didn't happen overnight. It kind of just happened and I allowed it to continue happening without taking care of my health and putting myself first. And I think as a mother, you know, as parents, just in general, um, yeah. and just individuals in today's society, we get so busy working and doing other things that we constantly say we don't have time for, for exercise, but really we're telling ourselves we don't have time to like for our health, you know? So yeah. I didn't want to be like that anymore. Well, you know, it's hard, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of us to get started, right? Uh, and yeah. And to even keep that momentum going. Uh, In fact, uh, even when you started, did you, you know, were you one of those unique people maybe who was just, you know, you got started and you 
continue to be successful? I mean, did you have <laughs> obstacles? I mean, you know, how, yeah, how did you keep not. going? Yeah. <laughs> I was not one of those unique people who got started on just like zoom through and didn't stop. I, you know, I found myself, um, some days even struggling to want to go to the gym. Mm. I started, uh, I saw some results. I got excited. You know, I would celebrate with my friends like, Hey, I lost 10 pounds, you know, and yeah, let's go get a pizza. I lost 10 pounds. Yeah. I was excited when I lost uh, my first 10 pounds and I went and I ate tacos and I was like, yeah, that was pointless, you know? Um, and I think that what kept me going was I, I got tired of starting and stopping, you know, like when you start something and you stop it, especially when it comes to your weight loss and you uh-huh. just go back to old habits, it's very hard to re- to start again. I always like to tell people, it's like when you start your car up in the winter time, and you start it up and you let it go so that the engine keeps running so that when you get in the car, it's warm. Once okay. you get to work and you stop it, you know, when you got to start that car all over again, you have to start it again. And that engine start, has to start running again to get the car right. warm all over again. So it's like your body, you know, like you want to start and you want to just be consistent enough. Like nobody's perfect when it comes to right. it. It's, it's difficult for every single person and everybody has lives and some people have kids and work crazy hours but making the time you know is so important especially in the latino and black community it's so important to make the time for your health you know because like you said the the statistics speak for themselves and even with childhood childhood obesity as well like you know that's something that we control too so it's hard for us but when we have kids looking at us as well we're setting the tone for them. And that was also something that kind of drove me. I, I had, I have a four year old and when he was two, he was actually like, they were telling me he was obese. And initially I didn't want to listen to it, Uh but he started having breathing problems. You know, he didn't want to go and play enough. He, he was started being like, didn't want to do as much as his, my older son, who was a very active child and is also still very active. So me changing my habits in return changed his habits. Okay. You know, and he's old, now he's four and he's as healthy as can be. Okay. So you're, you're telling us that our kids are watching us. Oh, and, all the time. <laughs> all the and time. And are, are reacting to what we do. So we can be role models for them in terms of being fit and exercising. Even exercising with them maybe, right? Uh, to to make sure that's uh, you know I, I I when you mentioned your children well flashback for me mm-hmm. was back you know when uh, before they made the wheel uh, when we went to school we had physical uh, exercise on a daily basis and uh, we could even you know go outside and play. I remember we they used to have recess once or twice a day, and you know you had physical activities. Then you had gym. The people hated to go to, and the people were trying to figure out how to get out of gym. But you actually had that. And during the time that I was in school, there was something called the President's Council on Physical Fitness. I don't know if that's still um, if if that's still uh, uh, an organization that. Um, uh, is active and, and is working, but they used to do tests or, or have games that uh, you could 
uh, that the school would participate in and you would get, you know, an award to see who was physically fit uh, in terms of school. So you would run all that. I don't, I don't think they do that anymore in school, but. I mean, I know uh, my kids still partake in it, but it's nowhere near what it used to be. You know, it's, um, it's very different now. You know, I I don't know if it's they're worried about kids getting injured for some mm-hmm. in, in certain schools, but I know my son still does it. But it's okay. not like they don't really ask for as much participation as they did before. They kind of put the kids on a playground here, go play, you know, and that's pretty much the gist of that, especially uh, in elementary school when it's so pertinent for them to consist, you know, really get these kids to participate more because. I know for me personally, um, I work in the Miami Gardens area, and in this demographic, there's a lot of single parents, a lot of um, both parents are working in the household, so the kids tend to spend more of their time between school and daycare, you know, and sometimes between school and daycare and school, they're sitting down all day unless they have PE, which is once a week now, um, or before, I think it used to be almost every day, and after that, they're going straight to daycare where they're getting snacks and they're sitting down and they're doing their homework. They might play around some sometimes, but depending if it's a babysitter or private daycare, they might just be on a tablet or watching movies mm-hmm. and videos. So okay. in this demographic, I just feel like it's important for the parents to really set that tone, you know, because yeah. we are so busy that living a healthy lifestyle is really directly going to affect our children. You know, and it's the one thing that we can really give them, especially for those who are working all the time, like give them that role model of what a healthy lifestyle should be. Because, you know, one something I read was that one of the um, some obese children tend to become obese adults, you know, and when they're little kids, everybody's like they can eat what they want. They could do what they want. The reality is they cannot. You're creating you're forming these habits in your children at such an early age that as they get older and their teens, you know, they're still thinking, hey, my metabolism so fast. And that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. You know, you still, t- you can still get a lot of diseases just because of being black, just because of being Latino, you know, genetics. Mm. So, yeah. You, you know, I, I was reading as well, the only, there's only six states that require physical education uh, in schools grades K through 12 and that's Illinois, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Mississippi, which I was really surprised about, New York and Vermont. Uh, no one else, no other state requires uh, physical uh, education uh, in grades K through 12. And that only one in three children are physically active every day. So that's yeah. a sad state of affairs. When you take a little kid, you want them to be out running around. I mean, I'm sure there's some environmental factors that are playing into that. Um, but but technology plays a part of that too. When we have when we know that now children spend more than seven and a half hours a day in front of a, a screen, yeah. be it television, video games, or computers. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got to do something. Uh, about that, and you've got uh, nearly 45% of children who are living in poverty are overweight or obese. So it's a it's an epidemic, something that we've got to um, really look at and and start doing something about. Not just look at it, not just talk about it, but take an active role uh, at your school. Uh, 
with your children, with your cousins, uh, nieces and nephews, and and start getting them physically active. We're going to have a more yeah. talk with Natasha when we come back on the other side of the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's time for you to take a sweet and honest look at your life. Tune into Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Each week, Nikki invites you to call into the program where she will connect with each listener to show the power of God's love in every unique instance. There are gracious gifts and elements of power within each one of us. You just need to discover them and find your life's purpose. Live healthier and happier. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. When we left, we were talking about exercise and children and how important it is to get them involved. Uh, But I also wanted to just get uh, Natasha's view on why is physical exercise so important? I mean, isn't, isn't just eating right enough? No. So as we get older, um, a lot of things start to change, you know, changes in our posture, changes in our skin, changes in our hair. Um, so those things, you know, with eating right, you can't really correct your changes in posture, your changes in skin. That's really just living a healthy lifestyle overall, as well as, like, as you get older after the age of 30, your bones start to lose calcium and minerals, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
having physical, like physical exercise and actually going and exercising, even if it's walking, running, whatever the case is on a consistent basis, is just going to help you upkeep, you know, your body, your body is your temple. So it doesn't last forever. What you look like when you're 20, you know, might not be what you look like when you're 30 or when you're 40, but as long as you're eating right and you have a healthy balance of exercise, you know, yeah. that those things can, you can look healthier. It's like when people see somebody who's 40 and they're like, wow, you look 30. And they're like, yeah, I exercise and I eat right. And it's like, that's exactly why. It has to be a healthy balance of the two. I always think maybe it's plastic surgery. You know, there's so much of that going around. <laughs> but you're, yeah. you're saying that it's just they're eating right and they're being, they're doing the right things. Yes. Eating right and exercising, you know, and uh, the plastic surgery is very common now. Very, yeah. very common. It's just, it's a very easy way out. You know, people don't want to get a trainer because they don't know what a trainer does. So they're just like, oh, you're going to beat my butt and that's it. And it's like, that's not what we do. You know, that's not what I do personally. Like, a trainer helps correct imbalances, helps you hit your goals, gives you the motivation that you can't find elsewhere. There's a support system there, you know, when you need one. And there's the actual knowledge versus having to go on Instagram or Facebook or Google and Googling this stuff or getting all these books and all these magazines that sometimes contradict one another. You know, you have somebody right in front of you to confirm, hey, yeah, you're doing it right, you're doing it wrong, and and help you guide you along your journey, you know, especially when you're starting off. When you're starting off, it's a lot of people, what I hear is like, oh, no, let me start off by myself, and then when I'm ready, I'll get a trainer. But it's like, that's what we're here for, to help you get started off, to help you get on the right foot, to create a lifestyle that you can sustain longevity, not just a diet. So wait a minute, I I thought, you know, when you go to the gym and you get a personal trainer that they're just there to make sure you do the exercises right. But what I'm hearing you say (laughs) that there's a lot more to it, right? Yeah, 1000%. I like to change people's mindset, especially because I've heard that before. I've heard like, no, you know, I don't want a trainer because they just stand there and tell me what to do. And, you know, personal training, I always tell people that it's a personal thing. There's a connection there. You know, this is this is as personal to the person standing in front of me telling me, Hey, I want you to train me. And it's just as personal to me. You know, this is somebody's life in your hands and they're asking you to help, whether it's to gain muscle, lose muscle, lose weight, you know, whatever their goals are, they're looking at you as like, Hey, help me. So it's not just, Hey, do this exercise and you're going to, you're going to look like this. It's, Hey, let me help you with your imbalances. You know, sometimes people come to the gym and they're having a rough day and their trainer is that part of the day that makes it better, you know, and that's what I like to be. Hmm. I, I think what also might be good in terms of listening to, you know, your story as well, one of the things that you mentioned that I do want to want you to touch on a little bit is the fact that, you know, as you were uh Starting this journey, and I think maybe even as you were going through your journey in terms of getting healthy and fit, uh, you got the yeah a little depressed, you know. Yeah. So, you know, how do you work through that? I mean, what was, you know, you if you were losing weight or you know what was what was 
how did that how that manifest in, in your in your life, and how did you get it? How did so, you turn that around? So with the, I started losing weight, and at the moment I was living in New York, um, and I was just really far away from my family. All my family lived in Miami, mm. and uh, you know I found myself in a situation. I was in a domestic abusive relationship, and in the process of losing weight, at the same time, that was kind of happening. So yeah. I was trying to find myself and learn to love myself while dealing with all of that. And mm. I just didn't want to give up on me anymore, yeah. you know, and that's something that I think my journey taught me was if I believe in myself enough, if I love myself enough and I give myself my health back, you know, I, mm. I can move almost, you know, I felt very stuck with my weight, with where I was at. And, um, going to the gym started becoming my therapy. You know, it started becoming uh, my time to give something back to myself that I had been, I had taken away from me. Nobody took that away from me. I put the weight on myself and it was just something that I had to do. And the depression, you know, through the process, I also went through therapy as well. You know, I yeah. highly recommend therapy. I think it's great for everybody. Um, and between therapy and my other therapy, which was the gym, I was able to lose weight, you know, and yeah. kind of find my happiness again. And that's just, you know, the gym to me is my happy place now. Yeah. So. You know, what I like what you said, I didn't want, I don't want our listeners to lose it because you said it kind of quickly. You said, I found myself. Yeah. Right. I didn't want yes, to ma'am. lose myself. And that is so important because sometimes we do lose ourselves, right? And in, in what others expect of us and what the society says we have to be. And yeah. you had the insight to say, hey, I have to do this for me. You know, why? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I want to be there for my children, but I got to do this for me. I can't do this for my boyfriend who thinks I should lose weight and I look at him and think you should lose weight. (laughs) But, you know, I can't do it for my girlfriend. I have to do this for me. I have to be in it because it's something I want because I want to live my best life. I want longevity and what to do. I want to be able to move when I am 80, 90, 100 you know, I want to still yeah. be able to move and get around. So it's got to be in it for me. And I also like mm-hmm. what you said about getting help. You know, so you took the road and you, you got therapy. I think particularly in the African-American community, I'm not sure, maybe even in the Hispanic community, people don't want to go to therapy. You know, it's like Absolutely if, I, not. if I go get help or if I go to therapy, then that's some sort of taboo. Or I'm because people are going to think I'm crazy. Well, maybe you are a little crazy. That's okay. Uh, yeah. But you're getting help for it. You know, anything that's going to help you be better, you should do that. If it's a therapist, exactly. if it's a coach, you know, you should mm-hmm. do it if it's going to help you reach your goal. So I really like the fact that uh, you said those things helped you and then you found your happy place was in the gym. So I, yeah. I, I do want to ask you... Uh, Natasha, is if I, you know, do I have to belong to a gym? What are, are there no. benefits? I mean, can I get healthy or get fit without belonging to a gym? I know that's, you know, your happy place, but but what if that's just something <laughs> I'm not able to do? 
Well, you know, even I don't. I, well, not just the gym. I want to rephrase that. Just exercise in general That's- is like my my thing. I like to run outside too. You know, there was there was days where. Um, I couldn't get to the gym because of both the kids. And when I lived in New York, sometimes we were snowed in. Yeah. And um, I still wanted to work out. You know, I wanted to release some stress. So I would get things and just do them in my house, whether it be dumbbells, a stability ball, some bands. I started working out at my house as well. You know, sometimes there were late nights where when I got off work, the gym was already closed. So I just started figuring my way around it. So there was never anything to restrict me for getting mm. my hour in a day, you know, that, that 8% a day, how people say like I had to get it in and I had to figure out a way. So even if you don't belong to a gym, there's still a lot of things you can do at home. I used to, um, I created a Facebook page at one point and what I did was I did for a month. It was completely free. I added as many people, you know, allowed people to come and join whether on all my platforms and, I would post workouts, workouts that people could do at home, and I would post videos as well, that stuff that they can do at home. And, and like, you know, people love that because, like you said, mm. not everybody either can go to the gym. Some people really just can't afford to have a membership at a gym. Right. And they still want to get healthy, and there's still ways for you to do that. Okay. Um, you know, I, again, Professor, I was doing some of my research, and I was – I was surprised to find that. I was looking at, you know, well, where are the healthiest countries, right? So I started with the countries. And I looked at the top 10. And what was listed in 2018 was Australia, Canada, Netherlands, Spain, Finland, uh, the United Kingdom, Andorra, Sweden, Singapore, and Iceland, which was the number one uh, healthiest mm-hmm. place um, in the world. And the United States wasn't there at all. And I had similar experience when I started looking at, you know, what's the fittest place? You know, I got Greece, Spain, France, Italy, Australia, Switzerland, Andorra, Singapore, Iceland. I think, where's the United States? I'm like, what's happening to us? We used to be at least in the top 10 of the fittest places um, in the world. And now we're not you know we're not we're not there um yeah so it to me that just continues to emphasize your point about how necessary it is for us to continue to uh work and and uh, uh and get better uh with our fitness uh it's, it's just crazy you know yeah yeah so i mean i think as a society it's 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 easier, like I said before, especially in the black and Latino community, because you have so many working like single mothers or single fathers or both parents are working just to make sure there's a roof over the kids heads. You know, it's easy sometimes to just hand hand get fast food on the way home or pick something up. And we don't realize that, you know, that's, that's what's kind of created what's going on now when we're not even in the top 10 and we haven't been for a while throughout the years. It just seems like it's getting, worse and worse you know more gyms but not enough people even working out people will get gym memberships and let it go for a year or two years i i did it before i never yeah. stepped foot in the gym but i was paying a gym membership for a year yeah you know so, yeah yeah so I, i'm interested in uh, i was looking at the american fitness index and mm-hmm. um 
in 2018, it identified the top 10 fittest cities, Arlington, Virginia, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Washington, D.C., Madison, which Wisconsin, which I, I used to live in, so uh, <laughs> I can vouch for that, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Denver, Colorado, St. Paul, Minnesota, San Jose, California, and Boise, Idaho. Uh, where's Miami? What's going on with Miami? Why? <laughs> As all the sunshine and <laughs> and the beaches and everything, where what what's happening with us in in Miami? You know, I just think that in Miami, um, especially most of the inner cities, it's it's. It's just difficult, you know what I mean? It's it's a lot of, like I said before, a lot of single parents, a lot of working parents, both parents work, and mm-hmm. everybody's health comes second. You know, I know working at the working at 24 Hour Fitness in Miami Gardens, I deal with um, a lot of different clientele, and the one thing, one thing that it definitely stuck out to me was um, a lot of black and Latino women, um, mm-hmm. especially the older ones, like, you know, 50s and 60s, they've spent so much of their lives just working and putting everybody ahead of themselves. Right. And their health has kind of fell to the back burner. Like, I've met women whose kids are athletes and this and that and the third, and their kids are in amazing shape, but they're now finding themselves trying to get into shape because they've been so worried and just focused on their children that they haven't even focused on themselves at all. Hmm. So that's definitely something that I think is big in Miami, you know, and just the eating as well with the children and PE, physical activity, not being mandatory like it used to be. All those things, there has to be a shift. There has to be a change. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. You know, what I I want to get into with you is... uh, how do I start on having a healthier life? You know, what are some some things that, from your perspective, if you were, well, you are, if you were my personal <laughs> trainer, uh, you know, what are some things that you would sit me down and say, okay, Carla, these are the things you need to do, you know, to get started. If you want to give me one or two of them, we're going to, um, uh, what, I, well, what I want to do, I'm going to stop. When we come back from break, I want to, uh, I want you to get get into that for us. And I'd also okay. like um, if you know you, uh, if there's any message you want to give to to our audience as well. Um, and if somebody wanted to contact you, then you know how how would they do that? So we'll get into all that uh, when we come back. Uh, from the break, but um, also just wanted to to say that um, in regards to uh, exercise and getting fit, it creates exercise does create endorphins, and yeah. she is exactly right. Those endorphins feed into other things in terms of your being happy and help ward off depression and just imagine if you're exercising and you go to your doctor and there's another thing we don't do as African Americans and maybe even Hispanic Americans we don't go to the doctor but if I go to a doctor and they said I had a problem with my heart or my blood pressure or I've got diabetes and I'm, I'm starting to exercise and I'm losing weight 
What a change that makes in your physical and your mental health and well-being. So we're going to talk more, a little more about as we begin to close out our segment. We'll talk a little more when we come back uh, from break. And Natasha's going to give us uh, some more of her wonderful advice and expertise. thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america the voice america live events channel is here now to showcase your corporate individual or organization's live event visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more whether it's a multi-day conference special speaker or single day event we've got everything to make your event a success we can do a few hours or a few days for more information about taking your event to the next level call jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events you are tuned into from the inside out To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to carlawalkerfromtheinsideout at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, so we're here with Natasha Marie. and She is a personal trainer extraordinaire. Uh, and um, when we left, I, I uh, one of the things I wanted to get into um, with Natasha was t- to tell us how do we get started on uh, having a, a healthier life and on being fit. Uh, give us your expertise on that, and um, uh, if, if if there's any additional message you want to give to our audience, uh, I want you to, to also have an opportunity to do that as well. So go ahead. So. Um Initially, I always ask people how much water they're drinking, you know, your food. Your food is extremely important. So when you're initially getting started, mm-hmm. that's the first place I would definitely look at, your nutrition. What are you eating? How many times a day are you eating? Some people are eating only twice a day. And even though it's crappy, they're still not eating enough, you know, and they're eating the wrong things on top of that. So it's just revisiting all that. Um how would I know, Natasha, what the right thing? How would I know what the right things are? I mean, how would I find that kind of information out? Any ideas for me? You know, I remember Michelle Obama when she was uh, the first lady. She actually created something, and it was uh, to create a healthier, like a healthier U.S. You know, and I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it was um, there's a website for it. I would definitely put the link on my Instagram today. Um, so that people could find a way to get to that. But it's almost like it shows you what your plate is really supposed to look like. You know, your protein, your carbs, all of that. So that's one way. If not that, just portion control. You know, when you buy buy food out, chances are the portions are 
twice, three, four times the size that there actually are for a singular person. But okay. when you go to the grocery store and you're doing groceries, you can look at the back of everything and it will tell you, you know, this yeah. box contains 12 portions, this box contains 13 portions, and so on and so forth. And you just got to yeah. be mindful of that. Be mindful yeah. of your calories in, calories out. And yeah. for some people, they don't even understand what that means. So it's just, if you're eating, you know, five or six times a day, really big portions, yeah. and you're not working out, you're not losing weight. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. probably the problem. You know, yeah. if you're eating one time a day, but you're eating 3,000 calories in one sitting, and then your job is you sitting down all day, you know, you're not you're not losing any weight, especially if you're not even exercising at all. And you can't yeah. out-exercise a bad diet. I also like to tell people that as well. Just because you exercise, it does not mean you get to eat what you want to eat. Right. You know, like, that doesn't work that way. It's a healthy balance, you know, fruits, vegetables, your rice, you know, you can still eat bread. I don't take away anything. I just tell people to be very mindful of how much you're putting into your body versus how much you're actually burning, how active you really are. And if they're going to the grocery store, they, I mean, they say this all the time, you want to stay around the perimeter of the store because all the, all the bad stuff, if you will, or all the good stuff that you really want to eat but you shouldn't is in the middle of the store. <laughs> so, yeah. so staying around the perimeter. <laughs> I tell people that too. That is definitely the truth. You want to stay out of the inner house. All of that stuff is processed. If it could fit in, in you know, your cupboard for months at a time and nothing happens to it and you can still eat it, you shouldn't be eating it. Ah, you know what I mean? That's okay. so processed. You mean I shouldn't eat that 20-year-old Twinkie that I have here in my closet? I shouldn't eat that. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. I do. Absolutely uh, not. If I can get you to touch a little bit on, you know, so, because we're talking about, and I, I particularly said fit, and I know you may lose weight, but for me, the goal is to become fit. And, and so what are some things that I might do uh, or start doing that I maybe can even do today uh, to begin that, that fitness. I mean, start by just walking, you know, start by, instead of grabbing that Twinkie, grab that apple, you know, little changes on a daily basis create greater results. You know, little by little is what I like to tell people. You have to take yeah. it day by day. So if you're going to go to lunch today and you're thinking of getting that burger, why don't you try to get, a huge salad with some grilled chicken and whatever veggies you like on it or get the mm -hmm. burger without the bun, you know, mm. still have that flavor just without the bun, just make little, little, little changes every single day. And okay. eventually they become habits and you start forming these habits and you'll start seeing results. And then it starts becoming just your life. Does culture have anything to do with fitness? I mean, I wonder why, you know, we talked about the statistics between the African-Americans and, and Hispanics. Uh, does, does the culture have anything to do with, with our focus on fitness or our ability to be fit? Or do you think? I definitely think so. I think that um, especially in today's culture and, in, you know, the culture and, of course, what we see as well, you know, in society, um, we're always told that Hispanic and you know, African-American women are supposed to be super duper curvy and super duper thick and it's completely normal and it's okay. But long term, that's going to cause a lot of health issues. 
you know, mm. women get osteoporosis after a certain age. Like, they're more prone to getting it because of the size of our hips, you know, our Q-shape. So um, huh. I think that we don't get told, hey, you should work out. It's just, hey, eat. And then also the way that we cook in our households. I know for me growing mm. up, every meal was with white rice and black beans. Never failed. My mom always had that. You know, and it was large portions. And when I look back at it, I was probably eating three portions of rice when I was five or six years old. And I couldn't leave the table until I was done. Because wow. in Latino and African-American households, you know, you don't leave the table until you're done eating. Because yeah. there's kids who are hungry elsewhere. Oh, you heard so, that too. I always heard there were yeah, kids who were starving <laughs> in Africa. Like, yeah, well, they come the and eat. kids in Africa. So... <laughs> You know, you don't leave the table until you're completely done eating. And sometimes yeah. you're feeding kids three or four portions. And I I don't think it's by default. I think it's just that's the culture that we live in. That's kind of what yeah. we're always told. You were told it. I was told it. You know, I probably said that to my kids a few times already. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. It's just things that we have to change. Things that we have to break the cycle of doing the same things that our parents did and their parents did. And... It's not on everything, but definitely when it comes to our health, we have to change that. And and we're not you're not talking about depriving ourselves. I mean, we could still have a cheat day, right? Or we could still yeah. eat eat the things that that we love, but it's just how we eat them, how often we eat them. If you know, instead of getting yeah. that big family bag of Lay's potato chips. And eating the whole bag in one sitting, maybe you don't do that, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just get the small bag. <laughs> get the small bag, yeah. The little one, the individual size one. That's actually a portion, you know. Um, I don't tell people to deprive themselves of anything. I'm a person who I have a huge sweet tooth. I love red velvet cheesecake. I love key lime pie. I love stuff like that. But it's not something that I will indulge in on an everyday basis. Sometimes I might go a few weeks or, you know, months without it, but yeah. it's something that I can still eat if I do want it. There's, there's, I don't limit people when it comes to that. If you're 99%, you know, doing everything you're supposed to do, yeah, you're fine. You know, we, that's how I like to see it. And that's how I like to view it because why not have that cheesecake? You know, I'm just, going to have one slice though I'm not going to have half the cake like I would normally have a few yeah. years back yeah uh, what about sleep does sleep have play a part in fitness at all absolutely absolutely um, some people work out a lot especially I found I've had clients before where they put in a lot of effort in the gym but their sleep habits just are very horrible you know they're getting anywhere between two to three hours okay. and suddenly they hit these plateaus. So when your body sleeps, you're still burning calories. And a lot of people don't know that. And in order for your muscles to recuperate, for your brain and all of that, you know, to function properly every single day, you have to give your body a good amount of rest. You know, mm. six to eight hours for most people, that that's good. But you need to make sure you're getting that on a consistent basis because if you're running off of two to three hours of sleep, your body is going to run to the ground and you're going to end up hitting a lot of health, health issues. You know, not so long ago, I ended up 
I was only getting like two to three hours of sleep, you know, and this is coming from a trainer. And right. um, one morning, I don't know, I, I started feeling some twist in my stomach and my bladder was actually inflamed. And I ended up in the ER, you know, as a trainer, I was completely embarrassed about it because it's something that I preach on a regular, get enough sleep, drink enough water. And it was something that I wasn't even doing, you know, okay. because I was so busy working and my kids and this and that. And it was like, I had to check myself, like, you know, you have to be healthy, you have to take care of you. And that's why it's a balance of exercise and what you're putting into your body, because I was exercising, but what I was putting into my body and my lack of sleep, like, yeah, kind of ran myself to the ground. Wow. Yeah, Natasha, you got to take care of you so you can take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to take care of yourself. That and, and women are very guilty of that. You know, we're coming yeah. up to our last couple of minutes. I want to give you an opportunity. If there's anything you want to share with our audience from your perspective, uh, from your um, being about living healthy and getting fit. And also, I want you to tell them, you know, how if they wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that? So... What I do want to say is, you know, when it comes to your health, it shouldn't be something that takes a back burner because it's something that we need in order to live live this life that we all say we love, you know, and eat these foods that we love and be with these people that we love. Because if we aren't healthy, then we aren't going to be around to witness what it is to be, you know, alive and to be able to breathe. And it's a blessing to wake up every day. So living your best life isn't just about something that's monetary. It's about your health being around to live this best life that we talk about so often. And I think people forget that. And that that requires a lot of self-love. You know, it's, it's a process, process of learning how to love yourself enough to say, like, you're worth it. And my health is important just as much as everything else that I put so much importance on. So, you know, Natasha, we've got about a minute. We got about a minute, and I want them to, if they want to contact you, how would they do that? So, if you want to contact me, there's two ways. Um, my Instagram handle is Tasha underscore Marie underscore fit. Um, or my cell phone, which is my work phone, it's 858 650 9832. So, either one works. And if they're in Miami, where can they all? Where can they see you? They could come see me at 24 Hour Fitness here in Miami Gardens. And we have a lot of fabulous trainers, by the way. So Yeah. Yeah, but you're just the most fabulous. I want to thank you for being my guest today. I hope uh, my listeners, I hope you have gotten something out of this. I know I did. Um, you know, stop making excuses. Walk more. Uh, don't always deprive yourself. Find activities to get you moving. Do shorter works, starter workouts. Uh, make sleep a priority and find ways to actually enjoy your veggies without using whipped cream on them. You know, let's just let's do that. Let's get healthy. Let's and love yourself. Let's make a difference. Natasha, maybe you can put up some starter workouts for us on your uh, Instagram uh, website. Definitely. That'd be great. I'll definitely do that today. Fantastic. Hey, uh, so glad to have you. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Remember, this is the first day of the rest of your life. 
Make it matter. I love you from the inside out. This is Carla. See you next time. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Carla D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.